Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, and all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McKeady. You guys, welcome to whatever episode this is of Dunzo. It is me, Troy McEady, and this has been a long time coming. I am very excited for this. I haven't done an album review in a long time. It's been a while. And this is this album has actually had a journey on this podcast that my guest doesn't even know about. So I'm excited to tell you about that. But I have a new guest on the show today and I'm very excited about. I am joined by, so you do a million things and I didn't know how exactly to introduce you because you're a man of many hats. <laughs> but I am joined today by Adam Strawn. He is the host of two podcasts, one called Into You and the other called Last Week On. You're also a YouTuber and you drive trains and you act and you model and it's just insane. The list just goes on and on, right? But yeah, I think I've got my like a lot of fingers in different pies. But yeah, I think that just says a lot. Like I'm a creative, right? So I just I just like to do a lot creatively and just try different things. So yeah, uh, especially like the podcast stuff's relatively new. That only kind of started like last year. But um, it, and YouTube that kind of started just as a passing thing of like during lockdown 2020. I was like, well, everyone's kind of stuck in. What do I do to pass the time? I'll give this thing a go, and then it kind of just took off, really. But um, yeah, it's funny that because like I was talking to our mutual friend Zachary Patton Garcia, and uh, even he was like, hold on, so you do all this stuff, and then you're a train driver? Like that's just out of yeah. nowhere. <laughs> right? It's so cool though. And what, right, what made you want to do that? First of all, is the correct term conductor? Is that how you should be referred to? No, it said so conductor is something different in the UK. So like a train conductor is more like, you know, when you're if you're on the train and the person comes through and he's checking like your tickets or she's checking your tickets to make sure that you've got their relevant ticket. That's more like the conductor role. Uh, okay. It would just be train, just train driver. So just bog standard okay. train driver. But yeah, um, it was so strange. Like I've kind of worked for the railway since 2014. And I just kind of built myself up. It was one of them jobs where I was like, I'll only do this for a couple of months. You know, I'll yeah. be out of here like by the summer. And then, yeah, like, you know, nearly seven years later, I'm like, oh, I'm still here. But um, it started actually, Troy, when, because I used to do a lot more acting than what I do now. So with obviously a lot of the like auditions and everything like that are in London, right? So I'm based in the northeast of England, if you can't tell by this silly accent. And... <laughs> it's subtle. You can barely tell. <laughs> I mean, really? Where are you from? But um. <laughs> So, yeah, so I thought, well, if I work for the railway part-time, I get free train travel. So I can travel down to London, do my auditions, and then come back. So I was like, so that just made sense to me. And then gradually over time, I think just, I was like, okay, I'm in this job now. And then, especially like during lockdown, when, you know, all kind of auditions and everything like that just stopped. So right. it was like, it was nice to have a, a job that I could really sink my teeth into and go, right, let's just do this. And to be honest with train driving, I was like, let's just give it a go. Let's see if I can do it. Like, let's see yeah. if I can really apply myself and just, if I get knocked back, well, then all well, I give it a go. And then, yeah, when I got it, I was like, oh, wow. And then 
all the work that goes into it like there's so much I, I could talk to you about that for hours but um but yeah but then when I got it, I was like wow and now I'm doing it I've been doing it for like just over just over a year where I've been driving by myself now but it's incredible man it's like it's, it's cool. an experience it, it is it's like 125 miles an hour going down the track and um yeah it's cool man I have to talk to you properly about it sometime because um yeah it's a joy I, the crazy thing is I could probably talk your ear off about it more. I'm infamous for telling people that they should take the train because a lot of people have <laughs> never traveled, used the train as like a means of travel. And right. I feel like once you do, it changes your whole perspective. Like the train is always an option for me when I'm going somewhere. I'm always like, I could take the train. I yeah. am obsessed with it. I love it. <laughs> no. It's so easy though, isn't it? When you, you just sit down at your little desk and you can like get some Titan done or like, yeah. a lot of people say, yeah, but you can do that on a plane, but it's different with a train. It's, it's just completely different. You've got like a nicer view, like out the window, whereas you see a lot of clouds from up in the plane a lot of the time. But yeah, you yeah. can just, yeah, you just enjoy the smoothness of the ride. Whereas it's, yeah, I always feel more productive, like, Sometimes I travel as a passenger, like on my trains as well, like certain jobs where I'll drive, say to London and I'll travel as a passenger back to like Newcastle. And I just feel like so much more productive. Like I get so much done on the train. Oh, totally. It's weird. Yeah. And I guess I should say, so Adam, I, Adam and I met because you came to my Beyond the Blinds live show, yeah, which is a really crazy way to meet me for the first time, like <laughs> on stage talking about I, what what was that was that was uh chicago was kanye yes so on stage talking about kanye's mental health like it was a very unique way to be introduced but did you have mm. fun oh my god the best time so like i was so tempted to like get up and like take the mic off you and be like i'm gonna let you finish troy but uh, i'm just having- <laughs> imagine <laughs> but um but no honestly it was incredible like the whole thing happened where again our mutual friend Zachary Parton Garcia I think you might have had him on this podcast a couple of times I'm not sure maybe but, well, uh, he may be the guest today as we're recording this maybe. right maybe I'm not sure um <laughs> well um yeah so I obviously I met him in December when I went over to the States so when I went to Oklahoma randomly um, and then I, I messaged him again. And I was like, right, let's do something where we like properly go for drinks and have like, you know, a good laugh and a good time. And then I was like, what are you doing in February? Cause I'm coming over to the States again. He was like, oh, well, like my friend Troy's doing like, you know, a show in Chicago for Dunzo, like live. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm already on board. So yeah, I came to Chicago. First time ever in Chicago. How cold was it, please? Oh like, my God. It was so right? cold. So I know people <sighs> always say this, but it was like so windy. You just have to right. say it. Like, ultimately, I was like, like, as soon as we landed, I was like, I'm sure it'll be a little bit chilly. I'm from the UK. I'm used to cold. And as soon as I stepped outside, I was like, Jesus Christ, I need seven coats on immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Chicago is a different kind of cold. It's like a very um, unforgiving, very sharp, like brutal wind. So Mm. it's a lot. Um, But yeah, we became friends through Zach, which is amazing. And Zach is basically my co-host at this point of (laughs) Gonzo. Like, he's like my correspondent. Um, But yeah, it was super fun. And you know, we didn't really, I, I wish that I knew at, like, at that time that you were a big Avril head. Because oh my we would have, we would have had a drunken, like, hour-long conversation about this woman. Absolutely. Like, we would have just, like, left brunch and just sat down somewhere and talked about <laughs> Avril, like, hardcore. <laughs> but I have to say, like, about the show itself, I loved it. I loved it live. And I just, I loved learning how many celebrities are rotted. Like, I was just, yeah. I was in my element i was like keep giving me more names i was just 
it was so fun and uh you know Thank you and your you. co-host as well it was just it was fab like the way you bounce off each other as well it was incredible and like the crowd like the audience were loving it do you remember that woman um who just kept shouting out people's names from the back of the room oh, yeah, she was standing yeah. right next to us and she was so <laughs> into it and her friends were like trying to pull her back and she was like no i've got more names and just kept shouting out different celebrities it was yeah, so we- and we we realized that the people in the back were like standing by the bar. Yeah. So they yeah. were like, just literally had, had like a trough of liquor being poured down their throats and they were <laughs> wasted and having so much fun. But yeah, they were just screaming out names and being like, is they're like, uh, what was, she was like, is Adam Sandler rotten? Adam Sandler, is he a good person? Is he a good family man or is he rotten? Like it was like, it was amazing. The, it was the energy in that room was insane. Mm. No, it was incredible. I loved every single second of it. And like, yeah, as I say, like just the crowd were like, people would shout names and people were like, oh, can we talk about that person? And then oh, you yeah. just drop one little fact and be like, they're on it. Oh, it was so, so much fun. I've never been to like a live podcast show like that where it's just been so interactive. Because you yeah. say normally it's a lot more like where people do their thing, there's an audience there, they kind of laugh and then clap when they need to. But that was just so interactive. It was like almost like theater. I just, I loved it. I was all over it. I'm so happy that you came. I'm so happy that we got to like hang out and like, it was just, it was a fun weekend. Oh, the um, best. And it has led to this moment where you and I have discovered, well, I've discovered that you're a huge Avril fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm always very fascinated in like how somebody becomes, you know, a stand for one specific person. Um, yeah. I, should also, I should also mention that Adam is in full high whore drag right now. And by oh. that he's wearing, a, he's wearing an Avril tie. Absolutely. I understood the assignment. (laughs) (laughs) I have a vest on, I have a tie. So if Troy and I do more content, I expect you to dress up for this as well. (laughs) um, Consider me a skater boy with an eight. Oh my God. Yes. Yes, please. (laughs) But um, yes, I mean, my kind of origin with Avril. So I remember the very first time I ever heard about who Avril Lavigne was. So like, you know, this is back 2002, right? When the album first drops. And I remember at this point, so I'm at like comprehensive school. So it's like the equivalent of kind of high school for you guys in America. And I remember like, so I used to walk down to school, like walk from my my house with my friends to school. And we used to always chat about like, I mean, the biggest thing was Buffy the Vampire Slayer because obviously. And I used to like, obviously in the closet gear boy at this time. So I was like, I love Buffy. But really what I meant is I stand Sarah Michelle Gellar. That's what I meant. (laughs) You're like, she's just hot. That's why I watch. Yeah, she is so hot. She is on point. But um, yeah, literally. So then, and like, I would be talking about that. And then my friend at one point turned to me and he was like, oh yeah, like Buffy's great and all, but I'm really into Avril Lavigne. And I was like, Avril Lavigne? Like who? It was the first time I ever even heard the name Avril mentioned. I was like, what is yeah. this? So I was like, okay. And like, when he first kind of like mentioned her, I was like, all right, okay. Because at the time, like we're talking like this time was like when there was a lot of pop princesses, right? There was a lot of mm-hmm. big, like, you know, like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, even Pink to a degree. We had all mm-hmm. these big, like, pushes for pop, right? So I was expecting just, like, like another, like, artist who was, like, big into the pop stratosphere, who was, like, new and up and coming. So then as soon as I was like, right, let me check out some of this music. Oh, my God. So I was like, this album is just doing things like the music industry isn't ready for this like we are walking in uncharted territory right now and I loved it and like growing up I was into a lot of like rock and metal music as well so kind of a girl who's kind of stepping a little bit into that area and like pushing boundaries Mm -hmm. yes please give me that any day I think as well like Avril Lavigne she is she's special for so many different reasons but I mean 
her influence felt on the music industry is incredible. Like, you know, Avril Lavigne walked so Billie Eilish could run, you know, mm -hmm. like the influence she's had with different people. And I remember like, you know, when she started doing this kind of, you know, the pop rock and the kind of grungy, the more like a punk, like punk sound, mm -hmm. suddenly you had other artists that started to do that, like Pink started off as an R&B artist who did a little bit of pop and then suddenly went into pop rock. And it was around this time when it suddenly started to pick up traction, right? You even yeah. had like Ke Kelly Clarkson start to do a lot of like pop rock suddenly. And I mean, even like Avril wrote the song Breakaway, which is an anthem. And then Kelly Clarkson had an album like named after it, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, I remember I bought, I went out and I like bought the first album, like let go, I bought the album immediately. I was like, I need this in my life. And then I got home and like, I played it all the way through start to finish. And I was like, this is just gold and then i played it through again and i was like, in my bedroom just like literally just jamming out to it like hands in the air just dancing everything i remember my brother was at the bedroom door and he was like adam what the hell <laughs> <laughs> but i was just living my best oh. life to that album but no like i think for me avril like a lot of people even today when i say like oh i'm i'm huge into avril Lavigne, like i've even got tickets still to see her um, I bought them in 2019 and her show has been pushed back like again and again and again. So it's 2023. She's going to perform now, but I've still got those tickets. But yeah, like people will be like a little bit shitty. So they'll be like, oh, yeah. you listen to, you'll be, you'll listen to Avril Lavigne, the girl who sang Complicated and Scared a Boy. And I'm like, okay, two things. What, like I don't wear glasses, but when that happens, like glasses appear on my face and I push them to the edge of my nose. And I'm like, <laughs> are we going to do this? <laughs> and the second thing, <clears throat> she was a teenager when she wrote those songs. What right. else is she going to be singing about? Like it was age appropriate. And the point is she wrote those songs. Like she is, right. especially with this album, you get so many different flavors of that vocal. And this is the start of it. This is like the peak. And then as the albums go on, that like you get to hear more of that voice. She's an incredible singer, incredible musician, and just a credible songwriter. I mean, every single song on this album has Levine, like, you know, co-writing the music. And it's the same with the next album as well. But yeah, she just, she gets a lot of shit. And I think she's underappreciated talent. And especially her new album, I think is a banger. But um, yeah. yeah, this album for me started that love of that kind of right female solo artist who's doing different things for the time, really bringing right. that rocky, punky type edge. And I was just all over it. And it just, it felt like it spoke to me, you know? Yeah, I agree with you, especially with the, you know, the way that she's sort of perceived, I think is like so unfair. Mm. Um, and it's a thing, I wrote it in my notes and we'll definitely get to it, but it's a thing that I feel like happens, especially with young female singer songwriters. It's like the industry and the public always has to try and like turn them into some sort of thing or they become so much more than they're supposed to I mean, that doesn't sound good. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it becomes very yeah. really comp complicated, no pun intended. Like, <laughs> <Hey -o. laughs> like you know, I, I compare her a lot in my notes to uh, Alanis Morissette. Yes. You know, because yeah. you can definitely feel her love of Alanis in this first album, in mm. all of them, but really in this one. And they did the same thing with her, where it's like, well, now Alanis represents, you know, every angsty pissed off woman she's girl interrupted because she's a songwriter and it's like you know I mean they did that with Avril and I just feel like it's always she's always been very sort of misunderstood I think mm -hmm. as far as a musician um and when I don't know when I think about her as a young person to mm. me she represents like I don't know if it, it was the same where, where you grew up but we dressed in the early 2000s I call them tribes mm. they were like mall tribes 
Yes. Because the fashion options were much more limited. We didn't have the internet as much to like buy clothes. So it's like you went to the mall and, you know, everybody had their stores that represented them at the mall. And that was sort of like your identity. It's like, I'm an Abercrombie boy, like, or I'm a Hot Topic (laughs) girl or whatever. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I always say Ashley Simpson was like a PacSun girl. You know what I mean? And Avril (laughs) was a Hot Topic girl. Yes. You know, and that's a very Mm. specific different thing. And, you know, we didn't have any like, we, we, like you said earlier, she was very important for the time. We needed Avril, you know, Mm. and she was like a meteor when she hit the earth. Like she really blew things up. And she, I think is responsible for, like you said, the movement in pop punk. Like she really, really helped push that, I think. Absolutely. Like, you know, she really brought that forward where, and like a lot of fans kind of just came straight over from like, you know, a lot of people that were listening to like the big kind of bigger pop anthems at the time. And then suddenly it was this, you know, Canadian girl that was doing such different things with music and not even just like, you know, oh yeah, she's like, you know, she's using guitar. She's bringing a lot more drums into this. And she was just doing something that was so radically different from everything that was like commercially successful and popular at the time. It was like, wow. Mm -hmm. And she's doing something different, but she's doing it so well. And that's what made the difference. You know, she was just really kicking ass. And you can hear like, as you said, you know, about the Alanis Morissette influence, there are songs on this album, this first album, that go where you can just hear it. I think as well, like, What's nice is she even, even in her vocal, the way how she sings certain things differently from like, you know, and you get like a lot of like, yeah, 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 rather than just mm-hmm. saying, yeah. And like, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. just, I jump all over that. It's just something so different, but it's so intrinsically Avril Lavigne. You know, when you hear yeah. that and you're like, there's an Avrilism. I just, I yeah. love that <laughs> yeah. so, so much. Yes. But it's just so nice to hear something different in production of music like that, right? Yeah, lots of yodels in this album, which I love. Yeah. She like yodels oh, yeah. her voice a lot. I love when she does that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's talk about, let's start with Losing Grip. Oh, losing let's start. Grip. Let's, let's do it. Let's go there. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, yeah. Losing Grip. So I think this is the perfect introduction to the album because it's so like, it's just got like that grungy grit to it, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, even like, you know, you get like, it's almost like a little bit of a trip. It's like a walk to the, like down the garden path. And then you get that punch of the chorus of that. Why should I care? And oh, it's just, oh, I know. it like does things to me. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's perfect. It's the perfect introduction of this is not a pop album. This is not like, you know, anything you've kind of heard before at this time. This is like a rockier edge. This is the grit. This is, and it's just, oh, and then it's matched beautifully with the music video as well. Like just Avril oh. on stage, camouflage top, black jeans, tie. <laughs> so Avril. <laughs> it's so Avril, like beautiful straight brown hair and obviously all the wristbands and everything. I just love it. And then, yeah, like just jumping into the crowd, like, you know, roughing people up and everything like that. It's just for me, it's the perfect introduction to this album. Yeah, there's a real emotional maturity to her debut album. And I've always found mm. it really interesting that my, like, sort of date, not, not, not dig, but, like, when I read Avril, the thing that I'll say is, like, it's interesting that Avril kind of regressed in, like, in maturity in many ways. Yes. Like, she was introduced as this very, I wouldn't say serious, but there was a serious tone to a lot of her music. Yeah. And there was a darkness to it and a grunginess to it. and a, and 
some of the lyrics are like really emotionally mature. Some yeah. of them do sound like a 16-year-old girl writing in her diary, which is extremely appropriate. Yeah. But there are moments like with this song where it's like, this could be any adult woman's rock anthem. It doesn't sound yeah. like a kid wrote this song or, or that even a young girl is like singing it, you know? No. Um, and I do think that it's easy to forget that when she premiered, like such a big part of the marketing that went into Avril Lavigne was that she was this sort of lyrical prodigy, that she was this young girl who like, had all this talent and like didn't even care about it you know because she's so <laughs> punk <laughs> yeah no definitely I think like one of the big things which really comes across and I think it was the perfect start of the album is that you know she started writing with the production team the Matrix right so like when she initially joined the record label she was put with songwriters and they were writing music for her that just was not her at all mm -hmm. you know and at the time it was like LA Reid who like ran the you know the record label and she was like went to him and was like look this music's not for me. I'm not doing this. Like I can write my own music. Let me write my own lyrics. And then right. when she was put with that production team, the matrix, that's when it was like, that was a marriage made in heaven. Right. Where she was like, this is what I want to say. These are my words. These are based on experience as well for such a young girl to yeah. really write like so heavily about experience that we find relatable as well within the music. And that's why, you know, like, when we talk about those lyrics, when she sings them, it hits us because we're like, Oh my God, yes, I feel that. And I get yeah. that. And you get that through the album as well. Like some other times, you know, she sounds a lot more, chilled not more relaxed but we can dig that but like mm -hmm. this powerful punch for the start it is just that walk into get ready this is what you're going to get with the album yeah it's very lyric heavy which is cool mm, um yeah. again reminds me a lot of Alanis and yeah. I always I also always make the comparison of Avril and Taylor because I think in a lot of ways Avril was kind of like a pre-Taylor what was like mm these songs and I also I made that comparison with Ashley a lot too where it's like hi these are songs I wrote and you watched me write them so yeah. you know all the experiences and you've been along on the journey with me it's emotionally I wouldn't say manipulative but it's like a really great way to grip a lot of people it's very endearing to be mm. like see here's the notebook you guys are part of the journey <laughs> go buy the album thanks you know it's great like it's really yeah. smart and they were really smart in marketing her this way not that she wasn't actually doing it but to lean into it and be like, no, you don't get it. Like she's different than every other girl out there right now. Cause she wrote the whole album. She had so a part true. in the entire thing, you know, it was a yeah. way to differentiate herself. I think the marketing as well was really clever. And like, I mean, when Under My Skin was coming out, like then obviously the next album, like, did you see they did a tour where she just did malls? And she toured oh, yeah, like yeah. malls around the US. And it was just like, it was like 48 hours before she was like, oh yeah, guys, I'm, I'm going to be at this mall. And like the crowds turned up and it was exactly the type of music that people were listening yeah. to who were going to shop at the mall, right? It was just yeah. perfect marketing every single time. Um, let's talk about Complicated. Oh, let's go. <laughs> let's do this. So okay. like the first first single off the album, right? Um, so it's, it's interesting, right? Complicated because Avril herself has said that she isn't the biggest fan of this song. She says it's very different from her normal songwriting. And if you compare it to like Losing Grip, so different. Yeah, Like totally. sonically, totally different, right? But you know what? I just love it. Like, it's one of those songs which, you know, a lot of people can say like, it's guilty pleasure territory. I've got a video on my phone of like, this was, God, so it was like 2019 Halloween. And I'm dressed as like some generic zombie. But like, I'm in a, <laughs> I'm in, I'm in a nightclub and Complicated came on every single person on that floor oh. sings 
everybody together, hands in the air, drinks in the air. Like literally, why do you have to make things so complicated? Like everybody's just living that moment and everybody knows it because it's an anthem, whether it's a guilty pleasure, whether you love it for what it is, and I love it for what it is. I just think it encompasses that time period. And like Avril, as you say, like when she's like, dude, do you want to crash the mall? Okay. And like yeah. they go and literally <laughs> yeah. crash the mall in the music video. It's just perfect. The imagery, the style, the sound. You know, she's playing in a skater park at one point in the music video. For me, it's it's perfection. It really, really is. And I love like, I love the pacing of the song, how we get that that slower start, like chill out what you yell, what you're yelling for. And yeah. it goes into that chorus, that epic like anthem of a chorus that everybody knows. It's and the perfect little bridge as well. Somebody else around everyone oh. else. It's just oh, you just you just sing it, right? It's an earworm. It just gets in there and you just you just love it. Earworm is the perfect uh, the perfect word to describe it because it takes every opportunity to be catchy. Yes. There's no moment in that song that isn't catchy. There's <laughs> always something interesting happening with like the melody or, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's so hard to not want to, it's, it's got a real sing-along quality to it. Yeah. And I do think that it's the perfect song to introduce Avril as, you know, an artist and also just as a person, because it really describes who she is, I think, in a nutshell, like, it's a really good descriptor, descriptor of like what her music is going to sound like, what mm. she's going to be like, the stuff that she'll sing about. Like, I actually think it does sound, you know, it's her singing about this guy that she's sort of discovered as a poser, you yeah. know? And like, it's like, why are you trying so hard? Like you're cool yeah. and you're trying really hard and it makes you lame. It's very mm. simple. And it's, you know, I think that she's really good at writing these sort of, these songs that are they're relatable to all young people. Yeah. It's like anybody, any young person can listen to this song and like put themselves in it in some way. Yeah. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it's like, it doesn't even matter like where you sit in terms of music taste. You hear mm-hmm. that song and, and you get it. You know what I mean? And there's a yeah. lot of like Avril, especially, she does a lot of storytelling, right? So like in her music and each song you get, you get a different narrative every single time. And I love that. And a lot of it is kind of heavy on like the breakup type of narrative, right? Which is like, you know, mm-hmm. saying the big, like, you know, piss off type to the guy but then you get some really nice moving songs as well you know like when we'll we'll get to some of the other songs as well which i like that but yeah it's one of those as i said the narratives and the storytelling you get a lot of that in country music right storytelling i think there's certain songs on this album that have a little bit of a country vibe to them as well but that's yeah. what that sits in it's like storytelling you get it you're here you're hooked from the start you go to the end and you're like right yeah i've got the story i relate to it i love it i mean this song as well was nominated for two grammys as well did you see that yeah um yeah, it's like amazing. so it's like song of the year and best female pop vocal performance, which it was robbed. It should have won. It's as you say, the perfect introduction to Avril. Yeah, and I like that you mentioned the country thing because if you watch old videos of her as like a kid, she mostly performs like you know the Judds and stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. she, she was a real <laughs> she was a real country gal. She was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's talk about Skater Boy. I have the let's, most things to say about Skater Boy almost. Let's do this. So Skater Boy I actually heard before Complicated. So I remember, oh my God. I, re- <laughs> I remember it was like in college, it was like 
the last kind of, you know, two weeks before the end of like, everybody was leaving. So, you know, like when that happens in college and like people just do whatever, like lessons mm-hmm. kind of go out the window. You've done all your assessments, you've done all your exams, everything's gone. So it's just free periods really. And my teachers for some reason all got together and thought, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll all get up on stage and lip sync to different songs. And like one okay. of, oh, oh my God, one of the teachers who was like this very prim and proper English teacher suddenly got up with an inflatable guitar. And then she was like, right, I'm going to perform next. The moment I heard down down down, I lost my shit. I was That's like, iconic. is this happening? Like literally, she looked like like a female watcher from like Buffy, like just so like a librarian <laughs> type. And then started jamming out on an inflatable guitar to skater boy. The whole room for me, just like nobody else was in that room but me. I, I was like, this yeah, is for singing, me. I am the skater boy. It's about me. <laughs> literally i was like this is iconic but yeah it's the first song i ever heard from the album and i actually went back and heard complicated later on and obviously like losing grip and everything else like that but i just i love this song because i love it's like unapologetically just that punk sound you know it's like yeah heavy guitar straight away the drum kit kicks in straight away i love the music video like you know we've got like people in the street jumping on top of cars and like the spray painting all of that i just it's so unapologetically the look and the sound of Avril Lavigne, it's just, for me, great. And again, storytelling, you know, he was a boy, yes. she was a girl. Can I make it any more obvious? You just gravitate to it straight away and you're like, yes. And um, it's like the perfect Avril narrative as well. Like, you know, he was a punk, she did ballet. What more can I say? Right. Makes sense. Completely makes Did you see that they're going to make this song into a film as well? Did you see that? Yes, and she's <laughs> producing it. Right? That's I'm so, so cool. pumped. I'm going to be there with, like, day of release (laughs) like 1000 percent. this song to me is like truly the like the reason i wanted to start this podcast is because i literally i love dumb shit that people think is stupid that i think is actually really deep and it's always been like that my entire life and (laughs) i i've never understood how anybody could listen to this song and like make fun of it or think that it was like shallow or vapid and dumb it's an incredible incredibly written pop song i mean Mm -hmm. it doesn't it really doesn't get any better than this and i can tell you every time i've ever heard this song i've always been like along for the ride like the story you know what i mean even though i know how it ends i love the (laughs) i love the storytelling aspect of this song and i think she does such a good job it's so good it's so catchy oh my god skater boy is the catchiest it reminds me like uh, it like links for me a little bit to like the song girlfriend which obviously came like two albums later but it's like similar vibe again it's that storytelling right but this is a lot more of like a just that punkier edge it's just oh i just i love it my favorite section of the whole song is you know like when we get a little bit of like a guitar riff and it's that sorry girl but i knew it i knew you were gonna say it's the best the best (laughs) section like when that section comes on i'm like everybody in the world shut up this is magic listen sing along now like oh and i even remember like when i was watching that english teacher perform in college i actually turned my friend i was like the best part of the song is coming up now (laughs) and it really just so perfection Because it's so rewarding to have gotten to that point of the song where you see the story turn. Yes. And then when the lyrics kind of change at the end and the chorus becomes, I'm with the skater boy, it's like, it's literally rewarding. It's like, I made it to the end, to the best part of the song. The story (laughs) is complete. And to piggyback off of what you said earlier, I also agree with you. I, I wrote in my notes that 
at the time of the release of Skater Boy, it was so smart because she was already established as this very specific sort of persona publicly. Yeah. And Skater Boy felt like such a an extension of what we knew of Avril. I was like, like, this is a song that completely, it's like, yeah, this happened in your life. Yeah. This is real. This happened in Napani or whatever. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, this happened to Avril. I, I believe every moment of it. Oh my God, Sam. It was like, you know, like when we kind of got first introduced, like say Complicated, when that was first out, this feels like a natural extension, you know, like where we yeah. kind of thought like, mm, are we going to see more of this kind of skater chick? Obviously we did see that, but it was done to perfection. There's still, yeah. as we said, like we could have just had like, you know, a song about skateboarding or anything like that. Like, and just literally about that, just a skater guy who just skateboards. You know, like, we would have expected that. But the totally. fact that we got a... The fact that we get a story that's told as well, and as you said, we get the reward at the end where it's turned and flipped on its head, that is genius. And for a teenager to be able to write music like that, that does yeah. that, she's a prodigy, honestly. Incredible. Honestly. Yeah. I'm so happy that we're on the same page about Skater Boy. <laughs> oh my God, absolutely. I love that song so much, so much. <laughs> yeah. Give Skater Boy a moment, you guys. Like, really, honestly dig it into your ears really hard and like listen to how good it is listen to the guitar and like it's just so it's a great song like, like remove everybody. the nostalgia and just listen yeah you know everybody press pause on this podcast right now go and listen to skip <laughs> yeah. boy and then come back exactly. so damn good so good um let's talk about i'm with you oh my god so this for me this is the ballad of the album. And I know there's a few, but for me, this one just soars above the rest. Like, for me, this is one of the, of all songs, one of the best constructed ballads I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah, for me, this is like, you know, when you have like songs that you really like powerfully sing in the shower, you just belt them out. This is it for me. Like yeah. that last section of the song when she's like shouting out, I'm with you. That is me in the shower oh screw <laughs> screaming that section so loud. I absolutely adore this song. I love the music video. I think it's perfection. I think I love how it's slow motion all the way yeah. through. It's just, you know, Avril's just literally going on a journey in the song, but in the music video is going on a journey. She's in different places all the time and she's in the street. She's walking through the club and it's like, all of this business is going on around her, but she's just so focused on this person she's singing about, which is I'm with you. It's just, it's beautiful to watch as well as listen to. Um, did you see the recent performance she did with uh, Youngblood? When Youngblood and yeah. Avril, how good. Like so such, good. And like Avril's voice is still in. I know. Just, like those the high the notes. The pitch and the tone, like perfect tone. Hits every oh, note, every time. Yeah. Like just stunning. She is, she's still got it. But again, like this song, same Grammy nominations as complicated. How it didn't win, it blows my mind. But I think what's really gorgeous about this song is, you know, we've had complicated, we've had skater boy, we've had losing grip, right? So they kind of, for all that they do different things, they're kind of in the similar wheelhouse of like talking about similar things that, you know, like that grungy type, that mm -hmm. gritty typeness. This is when like we hear a different kind of, you know, a different sound to Avril's vocal altogether. This is her saying, you know, guys, I can really sing and I can sing yeah. good. You know, and she yeah. really shows us a different flavor of that vocal in terms of timbre, texture, just, it is stunning. And I never, this is one of the songs that whenever I have like a playlist on that comes on, I never, ever skip. I'm like, nope, no, you this, can't. this stays on. Just, you know, the beginning, just that, that beautiful, the string sound. Oh, oh my God. I honestly, this song for me is the ballad. 
yeah this is like I would almost say I wrote in my notes that like I feel like you could argue that this may be one of her most emotionally mature songs ever oh my god agreed yeah I mean the fact that a kid wrote this is insane to me I mean it really is mind-blowing and I almost think like if you had to pick a handful of Avril songs to represent the best of her catalog also honestly even just the best of the decade like this is easily hands down without any debate one of the best songs released in that decade for sure and yes I agree with you I think that the music video this is one of those rare cases where the music video couldn't be more perfect for the song it's almost like I couldn't even fathom another concept Mm -hmm. you know of her describing like being in love with this person and only being able to see them like you said and her also feeling so lonely and she's walking through these places and nobody knows that she's really there and she's being knocked and bumped around and (laughs) you know and I love the moment where the guy like notices her and he tries to put his arm around her and she shoves him into the wall yes yes it's just so it's so cool you know and yeah also when she's outside in her little like skater shorts and boots in the snow you know I'm like oh it just it it's perfect this is a perfect pop culture moment that was me in Chicago <laughs> <laughs> like a small town girl from Napanee <laughs> small town boy from Newcastle a little skater shorts on standing in Chicago streets singing I'm with you I mean perfectly be... flat ironed hair <laughs> yes that honestly that would be a narrative that I would live by but I I just so agree. I think it's one of them songs, like, as you said, like of that decade, it just stands out. Like you can't talk about that decade of music without mentioning this song. Like yeah. Avril Lavigne, of course, but this song in particular, it's one of those songs where like you get lost in it. You know, like mm-hmm. other songs you kind of have on the background, they play and you kind of, yeah, you, you can dip in and out of them. You can even sing along. But this song, when it comes on, you just, you feel it, right? And you just yeah. get lost in that song. And as I say, you do not, you do not skip this song. This stays on from start to finish. It's one of them songs as well, where like, I love if you put this song on somewhere, like if you've got friends over or whatever, and like this song comes on, people are just like, oh my God, it's I'm with you. Everyone mm. just reacts to it the same way, right? They Everyone's do. like, oh my God, I love this song. Oh, I haven't heard this song in so long. And then everyone just enjoys it again every single time. Yeah. It is honestly, as you said as well, for such a teenage girl, to have the maturity of writing, to be able to write about feelings and emotion and a relationship like this is just, oh, it's iconic. It really, really is. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's one of those songs that like in a group, at a party, like at the same exact time, it'll make everybody close their eyes and grip their fist (laughs) while they're singing. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Everyone like raises their glasses (laughs) at like the final section of I'm With You and she's screaming (laughs) and everyone's like lip syncing that moment or just screaming it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's beautiful. This was like, I listened to this one on the re-listen for our, this episode Mm. so many times. Like, so I couldn't stop. Yeah, same. Um, Now, this next one is also very special to me. I love Mobile. Mm, Oh, I love this song. (laughs) It's just, for me, it's like, oh, it's just, this is one of the songs I said again, it's got like a bit of a country sound to it. And Mm -hmm. I really, really like that just with the guitar playing and just the way she sings the song as well. It's beautifully done. Did you see the unreleased music video for this as well? That leaked out online? No, it's it's on YouTube. 
So it's like, it's very Avril Lavigne. She's like in like a dusty road, like just in the middle playing guitar, just, just her by herself. It's like, she's got like a guitar. She's got like the amps and everything around her. And she's just pulling along with the song. It's just, it's just quintessential Avril, right? But um, I, yeah, for me, this is like a driving song. You know, you drive along the road and like, it's a beautiful day. You've got this, the windows down and just yeah. this song comes. It's the perfect type of song for that, yes. where you just, you love it. And um, again, like it's one of those songs that kind of slips under the radar a little bit. A lot of people don't talk about mobile, but for me, it's one of the standouts of the album. It's a really, really just that country sounding esque jam. And I just think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> when I think about me listening to this song as a teenager and just being like, this song's like me, like this song represents <laughs> my life too. My life's so crazy. You know, like she's so good at writing these songs that universally connect to young people. I mean, everybody, like, like you said, any person who listens to like, you know, the songs from this album that are really iconic, they get lost in it immediately. But like mm. a young person, a young teenager, an angsty yeah. te- hormonal teenager who mm. thinks that their life is like the most insane thing happening in the world. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like the lyrics of this song, I was like, geez, it's me. Um, <laughs> I also, by the way, don't think I knew what, <laughs> I don't think I knew what a mobile was when I was younger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I thought she meant I'm, I thought, I don't know why I'm uh, admitting this, but I think (laughs) I thought she meant I'm immobile. Like I'm not moving, I'm stuck. Mm. Uh, And I thought she was just (laughs) saying it silly, like I'm immobile. And then I was like, oh, I'm mobile. Okay, okay, all right. That's a thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's a British thing. We've got mobiles here. (laughs) We don't have (laughs) cell phones. Um, But yeah, I get that. And I mean, that would make sense as well, even with the music video, if she was a mobile, because she's literally standing still. In yeah. like the road, just playing the guitar. So it would make sense even for that reading from, from <laughs> yeah. the lovely Troy. But um, yeah, it is. It's like, it's the voice of like teenagers, this song. It really, really is. Like the words she's saying, like teenagers can just listen to that and go, yes, I've got it. I hear it. I hear you. I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's a great song. And again, underappreciated, but a lot of Avril songs are. But I think this yeah. is one of them, which a lot of people need to go back to and listen. It's a great track, great track. Yeah, and it's one of the last things I'll say. The last thing I'll say about it is that it's one of those songs. <laughs> I like love it so much. It's one of the songs on the album that if you listen to post her becoming famous, it kind mm. of has a different meaning. Because mm. yeah. when you watch her perform it, like during this era, it kind of becomes a song about a girl whose life changed from fame, you know, and mm. it like feels different to watch Avril sing it on stage and have it take on this like different meaning. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's just, it's a really great, it's a really great song. <laughs> I already can't wait to listen to it again. <laughs> um, Unwanted. Okay, so Unwanted is one of these songs where like, it's, a, I mean, it starts with like a penny whistle sound, like in the mm-hmm. background, I'm like, that's happening. But um, yeah. again, it's like, this is the song, this is like, this is the Alanis Morissette sound really coming forward in this song. You know, when you get that, you know, you don't know me, like don't ignore me. It's like those Mm -hmm. really kind of punchy, argumentative kind of like full on rage turned up in this song. And I kind of really, it's fiery and I love it. You can really, really feel the passion and that almost anger in the song. You know, you you talk about Jagged Little Pill, like, you know, it's an angry album where you you can hear, you can hear the annoyance. And I think you can really hear that in Unwanted as well. Like it's that questioning why, 
but I just I love it I, I love that fire when Avril really goes there with that it's great yeah that's the very first thing I wrote on my notes is that she was in her jagged little pill bag yes on this one. she was like <laughs> I am an Atlantis girl and always will be an Atlantis girl. And we have the Canadian connection, yep. you know. Um. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This song, to me, is the reason at the beginning of us talking, I'd said that this feels more like a, this feels more like a, a 90s, a late 90s alternative inspired album than yes. a, a purely pop punk album. And mm-hmm. like she becomes a purely pop punk girl, but this one kind of had its feet in both lanes. Like it was very 90s, very alternative, very grungy. Mm. And yeah, this is maybe her most most Alanis moment, I think. Like this is really like there's a world where there's a whole album of her just sounding like this, you know? Oh my god. Yeah. And you know what? Give me that album. I would listen to totally. it. Totally. Like in a oh my heartbeat. God. Yeah, I think like. Avril does a really interesting thing in this album where she blends, as you said, a lot of different sounds. We get like, you know, we get the pop punk sound. We get that kind of, you know, that's with Skater Boy and everything like that. But we also mm-hmm. get like this country-esque sound. We get this Alana Morissette kind of sound as well. 90s. We even get like, there's a song which we'll come to later on, which even has a bit of like an 80s vibe to it as well. Like 80s slow rock, which is incredible. And for yeah. an artist that young to really take her inspirations and just go, right, okay, this is what I love. I'm going to weave this through an album and just does it so well. Like this album yeah. itself does take you on a journey of sound where you get, you hear all the influence and you're like, oh my God, yeah, I recognize that. I hear Alanis Morissette here. I hear this here, you know, and it just weaves through the different songs like that. It's done so well. And this, as I said, this song for me is the Alanis Morissette track of the album. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll get a, a uh, have Alanis and Avril ever done anything together, like perform the- or anything? There is a video of Alanis Morissette uh, inviting Avril up on stage on YouTube and they do a song together. And it's just all the Canadian goodness I need in my life. I can't even imagine (laughs) that. I can't, my head will explode if I watch that. Can you imagine if you were at the show and that happened? I would pass out. Like literally that is like, obviously when you mentioned Taylor earlier on, like there's a video when Taylor gets Avril up during one of her shows and they sing one of Avril's songs together. And like, you know, incredible. But that moment with Alanis Morissette, because, you know, these two Canadian powerhouses up together sharing the stage is just, oh, just let me live in that moment. Let me just live in it and never step out of it. Brilliant. We need that collab. We need Can that. Can we talk about that, please? Wow. <laughs> I like now my mind is racing. Like that would be, oh, that would be so cool. And there's such like, as far as their songwriting, it would be so just, it would sync so perfect, you know? Oh, the synergy, absolute synergy. I mean, yeah. even give, give me like an Avril take on like, you know, you ought to know. Like I would eat Oh that my God. Up. Right? Like she's I got just the flew voice. Back out of my chair. <laughs> like, oh my we both just did a backflip. Like <laughs> <Right>. honestly. <laughs> Give me that though. She's got the voice. You know, there's certain artists where you think, could they cover that? Avril could just slip straight into that album and just oh take those songs wow. to another level. Give me that, please. Let's make it happen, Troy. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, we put it into the universe, and that's the first time. <laughs> We're on a good track. We're, we're going there. We're going places. <laughs> 
let's talk about tomorrow. Oh, so tomorrow. This for me is, it's like, it's many different things, this song. I mean, okay. So, I mean, we get the hey, yeah, 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 which I, I just yeah. eat up. It's that beautiful type. We're getting yes. into that yodel territory, right? I yes, love it. Yes, the yodel. It's, the yodel, here we are. And like, you know, it's just, it's a slower song. It's very singer-songwriter, which I love. And I love the clarity of her vocal on this. It's just about Avril's vocal and a little bit of guitar in the background, really. You know, other songs, we get a lot of a heavier guitar sound, heavy drums, you know, production. Mm -hmm. This, for me, is like Avril, acoustic guitar, sitting on stage, strumming away. And it's just beautiful. Really sad as well. I don't know if you saw when her grandfather passed away and she had to get up on stage. She was touring and she got up and sang this song. I, I did see that. It hits no. so differently like when you hear it and, you know, and she's talking about, and I want to believe you when you tell me it'll be okay. And just, you know, oh. those lyrics, oh, and then you realize, you know, what's, yeah. what it could mean, what it could be about. And it's just stunning when she harmonizes with herself in the song and just, yeah, it's, and as well, like this is one of the big songs, I guess we kind of have to mention this, but this is one of the big songs which spurred the conspiracy theory about Avril Lavigne dying um (laughs) (laughs) so a lot of people like oh my god like that conspiracy theory like you know a lot of people mentioned about yeah she was writing songs about this in tomorrow like lyrics about this in tomorrow like the subliminal messaging is there i'm like i'm sorry what like and then she was replaced by an actress called melissa like what (laughs) can can we just talk like it's funny there's a full have you seen the the twitter threads of like oh yeah like Oh my God. Oh, yes. Like, there's a photograph of this woman who has the name Melissa on her hand. So that's who Melissa was. And Avril is gone at this point. Give me a break. Like, honestly. But I loved reading it, though. I like love reading the drama. Oh, it's I was so like, fun. It's isn't one it of the just... most fun. Yeah, it's great. It's a great conspiracy theory. I, I People ask me a lot what my favorite conspiracy theories are when it comes to celebrities. <laughs> and I got to remember to use that one every once in a while because that's great. Mm. Like, it's oh fantastic. And like because it's so absurd as well yeah like you know the real yeah the real and then you get like these like pictures of comparisons of like this is our role this is melissa she's got different moles like her nose <laughs> is different it's like what and like the comparing photographs of when she was like an 18 year old girl to when she's like you know 28 and it's like well she's obviously gonna look different right like, she's got long blonde hair now i mean like her whole style is like evolved. Like, you know, she looks different. Of course she's going to. I look different when I was 18 compared to now. Does it mean that I died back then? Um, Totally. It's so funny. So funny to read. It's so silly. And it's so like, it's funny that people will choose, like when somebody becomes famous enough, it's when you know you've really made it, when you become Mm. like no longer a human person. Like Avril is just like this no longer human and she's able to come up with these crazy Willy Wonka, you know, <laughs> planned out, like the, you know, it's, it's absurd. Like, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I agree with you. My favorite thing about this song is the vulnerability in her voice. Yeah. And I love that you can hear the like cracking and it kind of shaking and like, it just sounds so just raw and acoustic mm. and beautiful. And it's so sweet yeah. It's such a sweet, delicate, you know, young girl moment. Um, mm. You know, there's just like a vulnerability there that is not, even though all of these songs are very, they're written to be very vulnerable. The way that she's singing in this one just feels like, you know, she could cry at any minute. You know, it's just very, yeah. it's beautiful. It's so, her voice sounds so young in this song, but as well, I think it's the honesty 
that's mm-hmm. what really comes out of the song. Like, you know, this is literally when somebody's like absolutely down, like they're on their kind of, you know, the last kind of moment and they're just like, look, like, I just feel really shit right now. And she's just yeah. being honest. She's saying like, look, like, I just feel really crappy. And that's what I mean. It's a, it's almost like a conversation with the people that are listening, right? So it's almost like we as the listener, we've said, Avril, how are you doing? Like, are you okay? Yeah. And then she's replies with this song. It's just beautiful. Oh, that's such a, yeah, that's a really, yeah. That's good. It's, that was I, a good way to describe it. um i have so many notes about anything but ordinary right it's like it's such a different sound for the album for me this song like even the vocals very different like the attitude in the song so different again like this for me blends into that like 90-ish sound it takes us into a different sound yeah obviously the original planned album title as well which is interesting and then it was Avril who went to yeah so it was originally this album it's going to be called Anything But Ordinary. And then Avril was like, mm, I don't know if I'm feeling that. And she went to L.A. Reid at the time and, like, and said, look, like, I know this is the planned title for the album, but I really like the name Let Go. Because she had that yeah. EP of unreleased songs and Let Go was like the name of one of the songs on there. And she was like, I really like the name Let Go. Can I have that instead? It just, I think it it fits the album more. And I think, you know what? I think she's right. Like, totally. you are... It's an album of letting go. It makes complete sense. So yeah, but anything but ordinary, yeah. For me, it's such a different sound. There's a little bit more of a poppier sound, I think, Avril's vocal as well in there. But it stands out as well, but in a way that it's just meaningful. I just, I love it. And the mm-hmm. lyrics as well are so interesting when you dive into them. Like, <laughs> I know. It's just, yeah, it's, for me, it's like, again, it's one of those songs that I, I don't often come back to, but when I do, even I myself, I'm like, wow, this song. Can we talk yeah. about this song? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is, um, ironically, it's one that I I revisit a lot. Like, I, if I'm having, like, an Avril kick, which is, like, you know, pretty, pretty frequent. Um, <laughs> yes. This is one of the songs, for sure. Right. And I just, I love the juxtaposition between, like, Avril as a public figure being this, like, angsty, punk, tomboy. But mm. she writes these very sort of hype, like, hyper-feminine emotional vulnerable like very female songs right Right. they're very girly love songs in a way and you know I I love I just love that like I think that that's really cool and probably what endeared her to so many girls that felt like well yeah there's these like two sides to me where I can be like head over heels in love with a boy but also you know want to wear fucking board shorts to school and it's like not really that big of a deal um, yeah, she, and, she like, yeah, go on. No, I was gonna say this song sounds like it came straight out of the diary of like a teenager. It just sounds was, directly taken out of a diary entry. That's literally what I was gonna say about it before I interrupted you. <laughs> that. Like, I was gonna say this is such a diary entry song. It really is. It's like, it is, it's like the inner kind of monologue of like a lot of like probably yeah. teenage girls at that time when they're like, you know what, like, I just want to go and do my own thing. Like, yeah. you know, like I am sick of conventions. I'm sick of having to feel like I have to dress this way and I have to look this way. And, you know, I just want to do my own thing. And if I'm judged by it, whatever. Um, and the, she had such a demographic to sing to there. Because there was mm-hmm. a lot like, you know, of these people who probably not only gravitated towards Avril Lavigne, not only gravitated towards this album, but this song, because this is a narrative for people who, you know, just have that kind of, you know what, push all that shit to one side. Let me just do my own thing. And the yeah. lyrics really speak to that. And I think that's why a lot of people gravitate towards it. And that's why when I listened back to it again, the first thing I was like, wow, these lyrics, man, like they are, they are having the conversation and I love it. Yeah. I actually wrote down some of the lyrics of this one because 
they hit different when you read them versus when right. you hear it and like it's like the melodies and all the things yeah. um it's just so it's such it's the lyrics of a tortured teenager it's so dramatic mm. and i love it sometimes i get so weird i even freak myself out i laugh myself to sleep it's my lullaby sometimes i drive so fast just to feel the danger i want to scream it makes me feel alive i love the chorus is it enough to love is it enough to breathe somebody rip my heart out and leave me here to bleed is it enough to die somebody save my life i'd rather be anything but ordinary please um, and I also love when she says to, oh, this is my favorite part to walk within the lines would make my life so boring. I want to know that I have been to the extreme. So knock me off my feet. Come on now. Give it to me. Anything to make me feel alive. Oh, like, like, give me a break. Just... Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, shut up. You wrote that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it is, it's brutal, you know, but yeah, we listen to that and we're like, totally get it yeah totally get it give me yes. something to make me feel alive like yeah. get it all of us now teenagers at some point were like you know like questioning like what are we doing like what's happening here what, what is this that we're doing right now mm-hmm. and like those lyrics is just like yeah give me that give me that sense of relief give me that sense of life so like that purpose almost like let me let me know yeah. where i'm going what i'm doing and avril avril's just relating that where she's saying look like we're having all of these mixed emotions right now. We're going through so much. Just give me something that really signposts what's happening right now. And it is, it's like that feeling of like heart being ripped out. The emotion is just there. It's just, come on, Avril. Like I know. these, these lyrics are just top tier, honestly, incredible. And it's great that she says like, you know, in the, the last part that I just read where she says, uh, basically like it's cool if I'm gonna fall in love and then I get hurt like it's fine I just want to like experience it like I just want you know knock me off my feet go ahead do it like do all the things I just want to feel all of it like it's just so it's so simple and so good but so encouraging as well for a lot of people like a lot of teenagers yeah who are like of that age who were probably like oh my god like you know I have to be I, do I do I enter in a relationship do I not and like almost feeling really protective of themselves and like Avril's yeah. kind of saying look yeah let me fall for somebody if it doesn't work oh well I'll get yeah. back up and I'll do you know I'll find my way again and that was probably so encouraging and like that's why a lot of this the narratives as we say in the songs people gravitate towards because they are relatable and yeah. you know in in a way inspiring I guess with this song yeah this is uh an album highlight for me for sure <laughs> um another highlight for me two in a row things i'll never say oh my god (laughs) you go because i don't even know where to even start (laughs) like people know what like troy's like get up and take a moment like he's left (laughs) (laughs) i need ice water (laughs) but like things i'll never say like it's weird because when i first heard the album I was like listening to it all the way through, all the way through, you know, great, great album, great album. When this song started and the way the song starts, oh my God. Like this is one of the catchiest choruses I've ever heard in my life. The song is a tune. It's like, this ticks so many boxes. Like, you could have like this is like the perfect like soundtrack type song like me and my friends friends used to joke where we'd like say like when you'd be watching tv shows and you get like a really big in song that would be like the soundtrack for the end of the episode and like this song could just this song could be a whole episode like it's just beautiful it's got the perfect build like in the song towards the end it's like 
the the repetition of you know like that beautiful kind of da, 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 like it's just yeah. oh and I love the chorus for me is just I could have the chorus itself on repeat for the oh rest my of my life it's stunning it's actually my partner's favorite song as well on the album it's just it's euphoric just, yeah it is you just step into a different zone when you listen to this song and it's another one of those, there's so many of them, but this one I think is one of the best shared experience songs. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those relatable songs that connects you on a spiritual level. And, you know, I mean, this is basically a song about, a you know, being a person who has too much in their head. You know, yeah. you have all these yeah. things that you want to say, you know, you're feeling insecure and, you know, you are truly madly deeply in love with somebody that you've maybe barely spoken to it's yeah. filling up your brain it's confusing you know and like how different would my life be if I walked up to this person and said all this stuff that I know I'll never tell them you know right yeah it's just oh I wrote the lyrics on for this one too because they are oh my god so... let's do this <laughs> <laughs> just a <Okay>. duet <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> It's us harmonizing, speaking the lyrics. Um, oh my God. I'm tugging at my hair. I'm pulling at my clothes. I'm trying to keep my cool. I know it shows. I'm staring at my feet. My cheeks are turning red. I'm searching for the words inside my head. I'm feeling nervous. I'm trying to be so perfect because I know you're worth it. If I could say what I want to say, I'd say I want to blow you away. Be with you every night. Am I squeezing you too tight? If I could say what I want to see, I'd say I want to. Did you used to make this like dirty as a kid? Was that yeah, a thing in your oh, right? It was that was a hundred percent universal. Okay. Oh god, yeah, yeah. We all <laughs> went there. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. I want to see you go down on one knee. Marry me today. I guess I'm wishing my life away with these things I'll never say. I mean, it's just oh my god, the narrative. Like we've all been there, right? We've yeah. all had these crushes where, like, we've like stood there, we've been like, it's been like in, like ready on the tip of our tongues, and then you just pull back. You're like, yeah. oh my god, like this person standing right there we're having the conversation we're looking at each other I could literally say this right now and it would change everything mm-hmm. but I'm just going to pull back and it's the things I'll never say and it is it's like Avril saying that you know I'm looking down at my feet I feel my cheeks I'm getting flushed I just want like I literally want to be with you I want to get married to you and we've all like gone to the extreme with our emotions like totally. that right especially as teenagers you're like you know I'm going to have that person's babies like we're going to yeah. get married like you know <laughs> yeah. like, we've all done it where you look at someone you're like oh my god they are the one for me the one and, the one. and this song just describes that feeling perfectly and it's like somebody that you walked by once at like a like a grocery store. <laughs> you know what I so mean? So like, true. So true. You don't know, you don't even know that name. You're like, they are the one. <laughs> <laughs> like I will find them again. I just know it. I am on MySpace immediately. I am <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna find them. They're gonna be my number one on MySpace. <laughs> Posting a bulletin. Does anyone know that hot guy that worked at? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, you take me back in time now. Like we bulletins all read those bulletins. Like, the bulletins were my go-to. Oh my god! Like oh if I god. needed, if I was seeking attention, oh my god! No, look no further than the bulletin board on MySpace. Honestly, like the keyboard warrior just began. It was like, let mm-hmm. me type this bulletin immediately. And like the as soon as like they added a song that you could add to your MySpace profile, well, that just changed my life. I was like, <laughs> the world will hear how I feel through Avril Lavigne. Like every right. week, it's just a different song. Just oh my god! You're like listen to every single lyric, okay? <laughs> oh my god, oh. MySpace, bring it back! <laughs> it's my all-time favorite social media app ever 
it was amazing Everything. amazing so good so good i like it's totally different now it's all about music right like it's not even like yeah. so like a social media anymore but god i loved it so much like you know like and then it put in like you know just song lyrics and like different like some capitalized some not like and like oh adding little emote like everything give me those years back immediately the blog <laughs> entries that you'd be like, like i know no one's gonna read this anyway hoping everybody reads it <laughs> And then you'd be like, just posted a blog if anyone wants to check it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just attached to it straight away. Go read oh. my blog and I like your pictures. Um... <laughs> that is the trade-off of MySpace. <laughs> oh, now this, I guess, is my favorite section of the... I guess this is like... I'm realizing that I like this section of the album the best. Mm. Because my world... Again, Adam, I... Don't know how to really describe to you how many times I've heard this song and yeah. how much I love it. Oh my God. It's like, this for me is like, it's got that beautiful late 90s sound again. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. oh my God. It just, it's got a beautiful, like, again, a country vibe to it. It's like late 90s sound. It's gorgeously storytelling this song. Like this song is just start to finish. We're on a journey. We're, ta- yeah. we're telling a story. It's just, it's a tune. You know, it's an absolute tune. And again, it's just, you know, it almost comes to left field when you're like, okay, yeah, right. We've got this sound now. We're going in this direction. But Avril just makes it her own. It's just such a banger of the album. Yeah, I would almost say, tell me if you think that this is crazy, because I can mm. be a little dramatic. Allegedly. Let's go. <laughs> um, so I would almost say that this is one of the most defining songs on the album to me, mm. lyrically. Because mm-hmm. the spirit of the song is so perfectly what this era is, wh- where she is in life, as far as her age and, you know, like the whole, her public persona. I just feel like it it describes the whole experience of this album so well and like what it like represents to her as like, it's a diary entry album, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that she's writing all of these like shared experience teenage songs um, I think that this may be one of the most relatable ones, if yeah. not the most, of just being like, you know, it's a, about a girl that grew up in a small town and, you know, it's it's very simple in the way that it's written. Yeah, yeah like even like this lyrics about how many people were in the town and like everything like that. Yeah. It's just, I think for me, like, you know, when you talk about Avril Lavigne and the Let Go album, of course people pull out things like, you know, Skater Boy, Complicated, I'm With mm-hmm. You, like the, the big releases, right? But you're right, like this song really like retrospectively talks about the whole process of becoming like famous, like yeah. doing what she's doing, right? It's, it is talking about, like, look, I'm just this girl from the small town. I've got these things to say. This is welcome, you know, like my world. It's like literally welcome to my world. I'm telling you all about it. Like, this is my journey. This is what I've done. I've written this album. Like, I hope you guys enjoy it. Like, it's, yeah. you know, she's kind of really modest with the song, you know, like, and it's just for such a talented writer to still be able to bring that to the album, you know, just to say like, look, mm-hmm. I'm just a small town girl. I'm just doing my thing. I hope you guys enjoy it. It's just, it's, as you say, lyrically, it's, it's really important for the album. It really does kind of like, it's the, it's the bullseye of the album, which really pinpoints exactly where she's coming from. And again, it's like, it's the realness, right? It's like, this is Avril Lavigne. This is who I am. This is my history. Come on guys. I come and come on this journey with me. And yeah, it's just lyric lyrically so successful in what it sets out to do. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you if you stripped away all of the other songs from this album and like mm. like you would still know who Avril was with this mm-hmm. one, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it also explains like her experience of 
because she went on to become such like an anti-Britney. That was sort of Avril's whole thing, right? Right, and right. her on talk shows became her explaining why she's angsty, why she's punk, why she, you know, why do you like to break stuff and walk out on stage? <laughs> why, Avril? You know, and it's like, this song is her explaining it because I grew up in a small town with a bunch of boys and I played hockey and I skateboarded and yeah. my life was very simple. You know, like, that's the reason that I'm this way. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. I, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, like, it's interesting because um, when you hear Avril being interviewed now, so like contemporary Avril, she is exactly the same. Like, mm -hmm. it's so refreshing to hear where she still talks about, like, you know, there's interviews where you watch it with her now, like during the Love Sucks, like, you know, album tour and everything like that. And she's like, you know, I just like to get my skateboard out, like between tours and just go and like yeah. skateboard down the street. And, you know, like I'll, if my friends are playing hockey in town, I'll go and like check them out. She's just such relaxing. It's it's lovely to see that she hasn't really been changed by it all. She's still that just small town girl who just, yeah. that's her vibe. And, you know, let's get on a skateboard. Let's go out and just do our thing and just, yeah, just shoot the shit and just enjoy yourself. That's what I love about her. Like, it's one of the great things is how humble she is. And like, yeah. it's nice to see the start of that is right here in this song. Well, you know, I wrote the lyrics down. I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> and this one is, again, such a diary entry. Oh, it's beautiful. Please tell me what is taking place because I can't seem to find a trace. I guess it must have got erased somehow. Probably because I always forget every time someone tells me their name, it's always got to be the same in my world. <laughs> I never wore cover up. I always beat the boys up and I grew up in a 5,000 population town, made my money by cutting grass, got fired by a fried chicken ass, all in small town, <laughs> all in small town Napanee. You know, I always stay up without sleeping and think to myself, where do I belong forever? In whose arms, the time and place? Love that part. Brilliant. And she says, can't help it if I space in a daze. My eyes tune out the other way. I may switch off and go in a daydream. In this head, my thoughts are deep. My favorite part of the song. Sometimes yes. I can't even speak. <laughs> Would someone be not pretend I'm off again in my world? And... I think the most relatable lyric on the entire album for any young girl, I never spend less than an hour washing my hair in the shower. I always take five hours to make it straight. So I braid it in a zillion braids, though it may take all freaking day because there's nothing else better to do anyway. When you're all alone in the land of forever, lay <sighs> under the Milky Way, on and on, it's getting too laid out. I'm not in love this time, this night. I mean, hello, Shakespeare. I mean, right? Like, like it's 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 just poetry. It's like it's you know it's gorgeous. It's one of those songs as well where you know there wasn't a music video, but you can see it. You know, when, yeah. as she's singing, you can picture yes. everything in your mind. You like you and I sitting there now. We could like close our eyes and just we could see the music video, like, like just home the videos alone. of her in Napanee doing dumb. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, literally, like, you know, I like, should say beating the boys up, like getting fired from a job and like mm -hmm. doing her hair for like hours on end and just going like just laying out and just chilling outside, like just, you know, doing, I should say doing dumb shit. You can yeah. see it. And I love that. that. For me, that's the best, like when people write like storytelling lyrics like that, that's the best when you can literally picture it in your mind and you can yeah. see it all happen unfold. And like, that's a narrative that so many girls again will relate to kind of like, you know, you got a lot of tomboy like isms like in Avril Lavigne and that, and that comes forward. It's mm -hmm. just... I just love it. I love when she leans so much into herself and is unapologetic about it. And this song is a perfect example of that. Yeah, this is a great one. Like you said earlier, this is not one that you'll hear people mention first or no. at no. all even, but it's so worth a revisit, you guys. 
I can't stress <laughs> it enough. Couldn't stress it enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, I lost my place. Where are we at? That's okay. We're at Nobody's Fool. Oh, of course. Nobody's Fool. What do you think of this one? So, why is she rapping? <laughs> I'm <laughs> eager to hear your thoughts. <laughs> like, okay, so <laughs> when I first heard this song, I was getting a lot of a sound very similar to Where is the Love by Black Eyed Peas. Like, oh, the, shit. That, can you hear it? It's like in the yes. back. I'm literally waiting for people killing, people dying. Yeah, like, totally. You can hear it in the background. And like, I was just like, this song is like two genres mashed. So, like, these, the way she sings, doesn't mean like when I said earlier on, like right at the beginning, like, Avril does so many different things with her vocal in this whole album. And we get a little bit of this like quick, almost rapping sp- spoken lyrics very quick. And I was just <laughs> like, what, what are we doing? Oh, we're going there. Okay. Let's go there. But then we get like, we get the chorus again and right, right. We're back to that Avril sound. We get the heavy guitars in again. And like one of the lyrics that stood out for me and I wrote it down because I like, I loved it was I'm not Yay. the milk in Cheerios on your spoon. I mean, it's so good. It's so give me good. that lyric any day. Like, I'm going to use that against somebody that I don't like. I am not the milk and the Cheerios in your spoon. But like, <laughs> it's just, but what I love about this song though, is like when you read when the lyrics, it's like very much Avril almost fighting back against like the label that initially tried to control her, right? So she's kind yes. of saying, look, I am nobody's fool. I want to do this with the album. This is my album, my sound. I know who I am as an artist, who I am as a person. Like right. you won't, you won't change me. Like you tried that, that didn't work. I've gone with another like you know group of like production team, and we've done this album now. You're not going to change me. This is who I am, and it is almost that it's that resistance. But I love that. I love that she's put that in there, almost as if to say, look, um, this is me. I'm an individual. I've got my own sound. I've got my own style, my own taste, mm-hmm. my own influences. You're not going to do anything about that. This is the record that we're going to produce. And good for her. Good for her for standing up yeah. and doing that. Because so many people get lost in that where they're made to change to suit somebody else's narrative or somebody else's view of like their, you know, their career. And good for Avril for standing by and just saying, look, uh-uh, that ain't going to happen. I say this all the time. Stick to punching the numbers, boys. You don't, <laughs> I don't, it's like you signed this person who you, you signed because they were creative and talented and could sing and write mm. songs and do all this stuff. And then yeah. as soon as you sign them for a specific reason, you take them and try and turn them into something totally opposite of what they're good at. It makes, I mean, it's like, I hate the music industry for that reason. Yeah. All of these yep. old, you know, out of touch white guys being like, you're going to be a, a dancing pop star. And it's like, can you imagine Avril trying to be, Britney you know it's so stupid it's like why it's would you even wrong. try and do that no it just doesn't make sense like Avril's strengths isn't exactly what she's been doing yeah. exploit like push that to the absolute nth degree like that is what she is good at and that's what she made the money from I mean you know she sold over what was it 16 million copies worldwide of let go because she got right. to do the sound that she wanted to do right and I mean like number one in the UK like you know like it made incredible, like it went diamond in Canada, right? In 2003. And like, it's because she was allowed to do her thing. People gravitate towards somebody who is real and who is really pushing what they do, like what they're good at and what they can excel at. And that's exactly what Avril did with this album. And as you say, it is the music industry. You get a lot of like, all the white men doing that. We want you to do this because we think this will, this is what's in right now. This is what right. gets the money. And it's like, it, it fails, it fails. And Avril just, yeah, I believe wrote this song against that and good for her. Yeah, I agree. Good for her for being so like, because you look at so many of the girls and they, all of them, Mandy, 
Christina, Jessica, mm. all of the girls, ha- even still, like you look at somebody as simple as a Mandy Moore, who yeah. at the same time that this was all happening, wanted to do folky, you know, Michelle Branchy kind of rock music, like Lisa Loeb, you know, mm. and they turned her into like a hip thrusting pop star. She wasn't good at it because it wasn't yeah. what she wanted to do. And she spent the last 20 years having to pay for that. You know, yeah. and that's this, it's the same story for every single one of those girls. And, you know, the the only ones that really made it out doing what they wanted to do were the ones that eventually started saying no. People yeah. like Christina and Avril, you know, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, no, completely agree. There's so many tracks as well. Like if you look at some of the big, like pop artists and then you'll get like, you know, acoustic versions or different, I mean, like, you know, example, Taylor's versions. We've got so yeah. many different versions of her own song. She's saying, look, this is my version of the song. This is what I wanted to do with it. This is when right. we take the production out. This is when we put me into it. Like even like the certain songs by Carly Rae Jepsen where like, you know, one of the biggest pop artists, right? With like, call me maybe like everybody knows that song. But then in her later kind of records, there were songs where like the production behind it, where it was some of her songs were like pushed into like dance hits. And it was like, hold on a minute, stop. And even she said, look, like, I just wanted to record music that you listen to in a coffee shop. Nice and acoustic, yeah. just a guitar, just a voice. I didn't get to do that because that's, that's not what the record label wanted. And you hear that, that's such a narrative with so many artists and you think, God, that's such a shame. And that's why, you know, yeah. I gravitate towards Avril so much because she, especially at the time being so young, so easy to be impressionable, I guess, had the strength just to go, look, no, I want to make my own music, make my own sound. I can write my own songs and damn, write them well. I mean, the lyrics we've read out, Troy, like, she is a gift with songwriting. She yeah. knows exactly what she wants to say. And this song for me, as I said, is that fight back towards that. Good for her. Good for her. Another song that I have a lot of notes about. <laughs> oh, here we go. written down and things. <laughs> Too much to ask. Right. Wow. I mean. What a song. Beautiful. It's like a slow rock ballad. Like, for me, it's yeah. got like a bit of an a bit of an 80s slow rock, a bit like 90s rock ballad. It's just the strings in this song. Can we have an applause for oh the strings? Goodness, I know. Beautiful. And like again, we get like the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just oh, I I eat this up. I eat it up yeah. so much. It's just, it's she creates a soundscape with this song. It's just with the strings and just everything that comes together. It's just for me, this is production done right. Like all the instruments come together and they work together. Nothing feels like, you know, fabricated or nothing feels wrong in this song. It just mm-hmm. blends together so well from start to finish. It's it's an anthem. It's a slow rock ballad to me. Yeah, a rock ballad is the perfect way to describe this, I think. Yeah. Um, I wrote in my notes that this song is a good example of why teenagers always make such great focal points for like emotional storytelling. Right. You know, and like books and TV and, and movies because they're so dramatic and raw and vulnerable and heightened and it's the best for you know theatrics things like this and I was looking at her song genius um I was looking at the song genius for all of these and this one it was like she wrote about a she wrote at 14 about a boy not calling her back I mean mean, all of this intense fiery pain and it's like very I mean I can relate to this now as like a 34 year old man and this was a song written by a 14 year old girl about a boy making her sad one night I mean that is like crazy it's so 
the talent jumped out. Like what? Oh my god! I mean, for, I mean, first of all, Troy, I've learned that we're the same age. That's incredible. And two, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you're right though. Like you know, anybody could have you know taken the same type of narrative what the song's about and just written like a much more straightforward. He didn't call me back. You know, I am yeah. pissed off about this. But then she wrote this. Like the lyrics, which I'm sure we'll get into shortly, but <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like, and the way that, you know, the song itself is constructed. It's like, you know, we're not just going to do like a little, like almost like, you know, this is, if you can imagine like the song he wasn't, which is on the next album, it could have been very much like one of those type of songs. Right. Like, and which is a great, I love that song, a great song, but yeah. to do this was such a smart move. This for me, like, is like, it's a, it's a mixture of genre. It like takes different time periods over, a, you know, a concept that could be so simple, but she just like stretches it and blends it and makes it into this epic rock ballad. It's incredible. As you say, like for a 14 year old to be able to write the lyrics right. that we're about to hear, like, <laughs> it's, <right>. just, <laughs> it's just, yeah, she, she was a prodigy. So she says, it's the first time I ever felt this lonely where someone would cure this pain. It's just so funny to like think of this as being like her looking at the phone. Yeah. It's funny when you think it's going to work out till you chose weed over me. You're so lame. I thought you were cool until the point, up until the point you didn't call me when you said you would. Finally figured out you're all the same, always coming up with some kind of story. Every time I try to make you smile, you're always feeling sorry for yourself. Every time I try to make you laugh, you can't, you're too tough. You think you're loveless. Is that too much that I'm asking for? Come on. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I, I love it, though, because we've all done that when we've taken a scenario and, like, in our minds, we've gone, like, oh, my God, he's not calling me back. Oh, my God, is it yeah. because of this? Oh, my God, this is what's happening. Oh, my God, he hates it. You know, he, everybody does that where they just blow it up in their minds to something so much bigger. But I and love then they that. call I, and they're like, no, I was working. And you're like, okay. Okay, so, yeah, sorry. That, yeah, that's fine. Hey. I was just, yeah, I was fine. <laughs> mind. Yeah, that's okay. I was doing something anyway, staring at the yeah. phone for an hour. <laughs> but it's totally that. But I love that she's done that. And like, rather than kind of play to the naivety of the youngness of the song, like of the concept, she's just gone, you know what? Yeah, let's make this like a rock ballad. And like, yeah, yeah let's let's just push it there. And let's really like make a full thing. Let's make it full <clears throat> circle. Let's give it some gravity. It's just all of that from, as you say, like just somebody hasn't called her back. Come on, <laughs> April. Come on. <laughs> totally. And again, the so, somebody who writes songs like jingles, honestly, it's like every single moment is so catchy. I mm. love the like, just like the melody of the like that's so catchy and like it makes you just want to keep singing it over and over and over like, mm. oh, insane what i mean about her as a singer like she knows exactly when to take her voice there she knows like when yeah. to elongate vowels she knows when to like you know when we talked about tomorrow she knows about the delicacy of her voice in that song and you compare it to something like this where she's mm -hmm. been a little bit more experimental with the vocal but it's just right like every time she does it it just sounds right and like it sounds fresh like that's what i mean yeah. like when you hear her doing these little like avralisms and songs you're like oh my god like yes like even when she does it now in songs i'm like there it is like there's yeah. my girl i just love it so much <laughs> there's my girl there's my girl it just started with moments like this it, oh incredible but we are at the final track on the album we, i'm sad ah, i know right? i've enjoyed this journey <laughs> <laughs> i know let's talk about naked Mm, so I I like this song in the fact that it leaves kind of the whole album on a little bit of a sense of hope because mm. there's so many songs in this, which is like, you know, 
like we've just had like too much to ask that like, you didn't call me back and like right. so many songs like where it's like you know like you did this to me and like you know this anger and this fire and it's like oh you know skater boy and like you know you were in the wrong relationship and like everyone you know this song for me I just love again it's like you know you you see through me you see through the real me and I'm standing there naked like the it's again, it's poetry. It's beautiful. It's a like metaphor. And I love that again, for such a young girl to be writing metaphor so well is incredible. But I just love that. It's, it's almost like uplifting. As I say, like the, the you suck is like almost like taken out of this song. And it's just more like, you know, let's have a conversation. Let's mm -hmm. talk about how you make me feel. And I like that. And I really like yeah. that. And it's like her being uplifted by that concept is like, it's an uplifting song. I think it really kind of leaves that the album on quite a nice note. And I really, really like that. I think it's perfectly placed with like the track list as well, right at the end. I, I really, really like this song. Yeah, you bring up such a good point that she, um, instead of the whole album, it's a beautiful way to end the album for one thing. And it's mm. it's such a great like last note to like leave it on. Yeah. And you're right. This whole album basically explores, instead of just being about like angst, because yeah. if you dilute Avril the way that a lot of the press did when she was younger, to mm. think that this whole album is about her like giving rock hands and sticking her tongue out like and it's yeah. not yeah um it explores this whole array of complicated emotions about just being young mm -hmm. like you know being insecure and being in love with boys that you'll never talk to and like all of these different things you know not just being pissed off and like angsty yeah. And yeah, this is such a vulnerable, again, such a vulnerable, beautifully written, emotionally raw, you know, diary entry to this girl's journey of like becoming this like MTV star, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just sweet. Like, it's just yeah. a very, a really sweet in general. Now that mm. we're like tying this up, it's just like such a beautiful album to revisit and like such a gorgeous time. I just, oh. I love this time period so much. I could like cry. <laughs> same, same. Like, oh my God. Like, you know, the, the early 2000s had such incredible, like, albums that were dropping. I mean, like, you know, I mean, obviously we're not, like, talking about Linkin Park, but, like, Hybrid Theory came out, like, Meteora. Like, and then we yeah. got, like, like, Avril albums like this that came out that were doing such different things. They were, like, taking emotional journeys, but talking about them in a very different way. And, you know, you're right, Troy, like, exactly right in what you were saying there. It's, like, the media got behind, like, it's this young angsty girl who's, like, smashing shit up and, like, sticking her fingers up at, like, audience, you know, and saying, I yeah. don't care about this. But then when you listen to the album, it's so emotionally charged. You know, it's, it's writing about the human experience, like about emotion, about everything that she's been through. And like, when you listen to it and you're like, actually, it's not the album I thought it was going to be. There's yeah. so much more depth to the album. And that's a credit to Avril Lavigne through and through. She's always brought that with her music. I mean, even like, you know, you listen to Love Sucks, like the latest album. And again, like, you know, it's very kind of like, it's for me, it's, it's a return to like that grungy type, rockier type Avril, which I love. Mm -hmm. But again, like you look at the lyrics, you break them down. They're so emotionally charged. There's such a narrative in each song. She's just honestly incredible songwriter. Even like Breakaway when she wrote that for Kelly Clarkson. Oh, Ruben, I love a small her town. version of it. Oh my God, oh can my we God. just have a minute for that? Like, it's so good. Beautiful. Like the lyrics, group in a small town, when the rain would come down, I would stare yeah. out my window. Like that is Avril. You know, like yeah. that is storytelling through and through. Although Kelly does an amazing version of it. You can just right. hear the Avril Levine in it. You know, and that's you what I mean. Like, you can, right? You can just hear the Avril in that song. It's beautiful. But yeah, this album for me is just, it was so important for the time. 
you know, it was so, it was breaking boundaries. It was like, we were going down the road and suddenly there was a left turn and that took us to Avril Lavigne. You know, we were off the beaten path. We were seeing something new, but we stayed there because we loved it. And then it yeah. just went on and on to success. I mean, Under My Skin, the next album for me was just, these two albums together are fantastic. Like, you know, when you listen to Let Go, go straight into Under My Skin next. It's a natural progression and it, it works is. so well, doesn't it? Doesn't it just? It's I mean, that, perfect. Oh my God, that album as well, Under My Skin, is gorgeous. Like, stunning album. But yeah, for me, this album was so important. It established Avril for who she was, what her sound was, what you came to expect from Avril, and it just evolved beautifully. I, I never tire of this album. And then we got... 20th anniversary in June this year. I know. Makes you feel so old. Same. Oh my God. Like, what? I don't like I that know, I can right? remember I remember buying it. Like that's I Same. That. Same. Like playing it on a <laughs> CD player. Like, who are yeah. we? <laughs> <laughs> well, Honestly. Literally so much fun. I can't uh, even, I'm so happy that we finally got to do it. Same, like, oh my God, thank you so much for having me on, Troy. Honestly, I really appreciate it. I, I love this. I could talk about Avril until the day I die. I'm just, well, it's so nice to, yeah, here, here. But, um, you'll be back. <laughs> hey, I can't wait. Have me back. But um, yeah, I just love, like, when you find somebody that just, like, fangirls about Avril as much as what you do, I love it. I absolutely love it. And yeah, thank you so much, Troy. I've loved this. I've loved every single second of this. Well, you will definitely be back. This is a, I love a reoccurring guest on hey, hey. Dunzo. So yeah, we have to do more Avril. We have to do more. There's more work to be done. There is. We've got all the albums. We've got all the conspiracy theories. We've got yeah. all the relationships. We've got it all to go through. So yeah, anytime you talk about Avril, please bring me back. <laughs> we'll plug all of the things that you want to plug, like as long as it takes. And you have a lot going on. So whatever you want to plug, plug it. All right, cool. So uh, on social media, you can find me on like basically at Strawn87. That's my personal handle on like Twitter, on Instagram. Just type that in, you'll see my face. Um, you can come and listen to my podcast. So I do two. One of them is Into You Podcast, where that's me interviewing different guests about their stories. And then I have Last Week On, which is very much like a more media television based, where we look back at different TV shows and talk about how much we like them. And if you want to find me on YouTube, just type in my name. That's Adam Strawn. You'll find an array of different reactions and everything like that to different songs and yeah uh, different journeys with different artists and everything like that so yeah um that's where you can find me on everything well adam thank you again so much for doing this and i hope that you guys enjoyed it and i will see you next week bye bye thank you for listening to dunzo this podcast is a part of the solid listen network please take a moment to rate review and subscribe if you haven't already also be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at DunzoPod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew. something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.